The last few weeks, we've been going through a series sermon led by Pastor Mitch and Pastor Sam. They've been talking about engaging our purpose, some of that through spiritual gifts, through understanding our calling, and what it looks like to be uh, many parts of the same body. They've helped us understand what it means to be some part of something beyond just ourselves. We are members of the body and share in a collective ministry of reconciliation. So this past season has had me kind of searching a lot, thinking, what parts of my identity do I really cling to? Like, what parts am I like, this is a non-negotiable? And what are some things that I'm like, oh, okay, maybe that was like something that I was sure about three, four, five, ten years ago, that maybe it's like time to release that or time to let it go or time to change. So I thought the best thing to do, you know, when coming up and speaking to people is start with a confession, because that's just great. We're all humans. We just go for it. So confession time. Who has ever done like a personality test? Yes? Okay, good. I see some hands. I was like, maybe it's just me and Mitch that are sitting at home, like discovering ourselves. But, <laughs> but good. I'm glad that most of us seem to understand the concept of this. There's lots of different types of personality tests, I guess you could call them. Um, lots of times people will do them even through work or through school. They can help you to find out you know, what do you excel at? What kind of role would you excel at in your company? Or sometimes they give them to students in high school when they're trying to choose, like, hey, what kind of education might suit me? Where could I do well? Okay, well, this is my confession. So whenever I do these, you know how it starts? It tells you, like, you're good at this, you're good at this, this is great, this is your strength, you might excel here. I immediately ignore that, and I flip over the paper, and I look at the weaknesses. And I'm like, where am I the worst? Like, whoa, what are my weaknesses? What am I terrible at? You know? And that might be unusual. Maybe you're the type of person that you take this and you're like, I knew it. I'm amazing. It's exactly what I thought. And you just, you just go off your day and feel great. Or maybe you're the type of person that's like completely shocked and you're like, oh dear, is that how the world sees me? Because that's not how I see myself. But you know, it brings up mixed feelings. So while I'm looking at the very back of this, discovering my weaknesses, discovering like, oh, oh, that's an area that needs some growth, Cassie. Like, let's focus on this. I convince myself, I go down this road where I'm like, okay, if I can just address that weakness, if I can just shift, if I can just twist myself into something that's presentable, acceptable to the world, I'll be good. I'll fit this mold. And I know most of us have probably done this in one way or another. Maybe the only personality test you've ever done has been when you're bored and you're at home and you're like, I want to know what Disney princess I am. (laughs) And maybe that is the extent of your experience with this. And if that is, bless you, you're amazing. Maybe you're Ariel, maybe you're Belle. (laughs) Belle's awesome. (laughs) But anyways, they can bring up a lot of mixed feelings, right? It's, It's almost as if we can find the right equation sometimes when we look at our lives. If we can find just the right thing to switch, the right thing to grow in, the right thing to like stuff down and pretend it's not there, we'll finally be ready for something. We'll finally be presentable. We'll finally be okay. Now, as I can firsthand attest in continuing with my confession, that never, ever, ever, ever works. Because there's parts of me that I can't just like shove down and pretend they're not there. These tests can give us insight. They can be educational. They can help you to learn about yourself, which is like a constant process. I'm sure, you know, all the 70 and 80 plus year olds, like you're still learning about yourselves. It's a journey, right? We do that through our whole lives. And these tests can give us some insight. There's nothing wrong with it innately. 
But it, is, it does become a problem when you box yourself into that and you say, this is what I am and only this. And if I don't change these three things about myself, I'll never be good enough. I'll never find a way to succeed. Because our real identity, it, it doesn't come from any kind of questionnaire. It doesn't come from an interview where they're trying to find out if you are the exact right fit for this task. It doesn't come from that. Our interview comes from knowing God. Our interview. <laughs> nope. Our identity. <laughs> our identity comes from nearness to Christ. It's revealed when we see who we are through him. It comes from proximity to him. We've been designed by a creator who made us nuanced and detailed, who made us irreplaceable. He made us to be known. He made us as we are. So I want to jump back to all, for all the ladies who were at Heart Conference. Woo-woo! Heart Conference, it was fantastic. And men, if you've tuned out this whole part, which is, it's okay, I release you, but tune back in, because all the Heart Conference messages are online. So you can go and listen to them today after you massage your wife's feet, after you cook for her, after you clean, after you do all the things. You can put on some earbuds while you're cleaning, and you can listen to some amazing messages. There's your homework, everybody. <laughs> but Pastor Ingrid preached a really powerful sermon at Heart Conference. It was called, Come All Who Are Hungry. And she challenged us to think. She had two, uh, two illustrations, a chocolate bar and a loaf of bread. And she challenged us to ask ourselves, what are we, like, why are we constantly seeking just a quick fix, a quick answer, a quick result, instead of running after something that will sustain us? Jesus says this in John 6, 36. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Oftentimes, we try to sustain ourselves on charisma, on personality, on having just a great attitude through all the tough times. We sustain ourselves on our talents, right? If you're a gifted person, it's very easy to get far on that gift. But eventually, it crumbles. If that's what's sustaining you, if you are not filling up with the bread of life, it crumbles in one way or another. So God has given me an image multiple times over the last six, seven months, and it's very basic. It's very easy. You might even be familiar with it, but I really feel like it's worth sharing today. So let's do a quick activity together, okay? We love participation, yes? You're like, no, I came to watch this. Okay, let's participate. So first thing, shake your hands out. Nice and relaxed. Free, good. <laughs> okay, now, just put up one hand doesn't have to be too high, wherever you feel comfortable. Okay, so imagine that this is your life, this is your body, this is your soul, this is all encompassing, okay? So you're going along, you're feeling good, things are okay. Now, uh-oh, you just got fired from a dream job. So you close your fists a little bit, okay? You're still like, okay, I can control this, I can manage this situation because I can do it. I believe in my own strength. Okay, now, uh-oh. There's a financial crisis. Inflation is 43%. Uh-oh, squeeze a little tighter, okay? Uh-oh, there's a health, a really serious health situation. Squeeze a little tighter. So as I'm doing this, I feel this, not just in my hand, I feel this in my heart. My stomach is tightening a little bit. My mind is starting to spiral. All these things are happening, okay? Keep your, keep your hand together. Sorry, I let go, that was my bad. Okay, 
uh-oh, my kids are in massive trouble. We squeeze tighter and tighter and tighter. Now squeeze as hard as you can and imagine that this is you controlling your whole life. Ooh. Okay, so let go. Shake your hand out because if you're like me, I now have fingernail imprints in my hand <laughs> because clearly I need this example for myself. <laughs> but I really believe that God is asking us to live a life that is open-handed. What does this look like? So it's easy to say, like, go from this, go to this. Easy peasy. So good. No, it's not always that easy. Sometimes we need instruction. We need guidance. So let's meditate on a few verses together that I believe will give us some instruction and some guidance into how to do this. Okay, Psalm 27, 8. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Oh my goodness, when I read this verse, like something leapt inside me. My heart has heard this. You didn't see like it posted on the wall. You didn't even hear it as something external. Your heart has the ability to hear from God. You were created, you were designed to be near him. God intentionally built us with the desire, with the, de with the need to rely on him. He created us to be close to him, to desire that nearness. You know the expression that says, like, your life is a reflection of the three people you spend the most time with or something like along those lines? Who are we spending the most time with? What are we surrounding ourselves with? What are we closest to? Because often that's a good reflection of who we are. I'm going to read that verse again for us. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. My heart hears it. My heart, I feel it inside of me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Now, this scripture does not say, I'm coming and I am bringing my personality test. I'm coming and I'm bringing my position because I just got promoted and I'm awesome. I'm coming and I'm bringing my talent. I'm coming and I'm bringing my paycheck. Check it out, God. It doesn't say any of that. This scripture compels us just to present ourselves flawed, messed up, confused at the feet of Jesus. It means that you can show up today full of uncertainties. You can show up without answers about how to fix your life and how to, how to keep controlling this. You can show up before things are perfect. The closer we get to Jesus, the more we respond and say, Lord, I am coming, the easier it becomes to uncurl your fingers. So I need to pause for a moment. Pastor Mitch touched on it, but I also want to speak to it, that I fully recognize that today is just a day that brings up so much. You might be here just visiting with your mom. Maybe you're online watching. Oh, my mom is online watching. So hi, mom. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> but this day brings with it just a whole spectrum of emotion. Maybe today you showed up and this is the last place you want to be today because you're like, oh, we're celebrating moms. They're getting cookies. They're, you know, having flowers and gifts. Maybe that's the furthest thing from your personal experience. And I want to speak to you today and thank you for even having the courage to walk in the building today and put yourself at the mercy of whatever this person might say. God is with you. You are not alone. 
If you are brokenhearted, God sees you. If you are grieving today, it's okay. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to act like things are okay and things are perfect. Maybe you're hoping and wishing and praying for something to happen that hasn't yet. God is with you in that. The Lord draws near to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. If you feel crushed today, if all you can do is like army crawl your way and just lay at the feet of Jesus, he's there, he's waiting, he's with you. So you know what can happen when you draw near to God, when you respond and you say, Lord, I am coming. You know what can happen? Absolutely anything. Absolutely anything can happen. When we show up and we say, okay, God, I hear you. I am coming. We can receive what is possible in Christ. Not what's possible through your education or your talent or your gifting or your personality test that said you need to work on 45 things before you can go outside the next day. You show up to what is possible in Christ. Now, what happens when he brings us alive? When what sustains us is from him and not some temporary fix that we need to get by? What happens? When you begin to unclench your hand, uncurl your fingers, release the stress there, suddenly there's space. There's space in your life. There's space for dreaming. There's space for healing, if that's what you need today. There's space for creating. Like, humanity is unbelievably creative. There's space for something new. Now, some things will happen when we choose to live a life that's open-handed and that there's space. Some different things will happen. Some things will land into your life and they will take root. They will become a non-negotiable. They will stay with you forever and ever and ever and leave a legacy in your life. Some things might land on your hand and slip off. They might just be there for a season. That's okay. Some things, and this is the hard one, some things might fall through. There might be things that fall through your fingers that are not meant for you, and that's okay. So what are we dreaming about today? What can we only do with an open-handed and open-hearted life? What could be possible if you had supernatural bravery, supernatural inspiration, supernatural creativity? What could happen? Anything. Beth Moore says this, courage comes from a heart that is convinced it is loved. When you know how loved you are, when you know that your identity is in him, suddenly maybe you're not afraid to try or to step out or to do really crazy things. I believe that God is calling us to live in our fullest and utmost potential through him. He's not calling us to just have letters behind our name for the sake of control. He's not calling us to just go for a raise because, awesome, then I can have another vacation. He's calling us to draw near to him so that we have supernatural revelation of what only he can do in our lives. Let's read Ephesians 3.20. This verse has actually been spoken so many times this week, and I love it so much. It's confirmation. Okay, let's listen. Now, all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Whew. 
We could just read that and think about it all day, you know? (laughs) So as we're closing today, I want to share like a quick example um, from Luke 1. And it's when the angel is appearing to Mary and she's like super confused. What's happening? He's telling her that her life is about to change drastically. And she's just, she's confused. She's not sure. And she has a chance in that moment maybe to continue living a life like this, right? Like, that's too crazy, I can't do that. Or to respond and say, I'm coming, Lord. Do what you'll do. Okay, let me read this to you. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth will become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded. Now note the proximity in this response. Notice how she recognizes the nearness that she is called to. She responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Oh, isn't that just a prayer? Like right there. My goodness. And the angel left her. So the skills, the dreams, and the abilities in this room are just bursting with potential. But it's supernatural potential. It's potential through Christ. There is a reason that you are unique. You are not just a personality test. You are not just a failed job interview. You are not a psychological exam. All of those things can help you and educate you and direct you, but they are not who you are. You are created to be near God and to thrive in that. Priscilla Shire says this, I want my life to radiate what happens when God has a person's heart at his full control, when every event or circumstance is simply another avenue to know him better and show forth his glory. So the last thing I want to do is this. So once again, hopping back to Heart Conference, I went to a wonderful breakout at Heart Conference led by Sarah Sambles, and it was all about writing. Maybe some of you were there too. It was very cool and very stretching for me because I am not a writer. It's not my, it never showed up on a personality test. Let's just say that. They were never like, this is your gifting, run. But (laughs) in challenging myself, to grow and to live an open-handed life, I said, okay, God, I want to write something to share. So I've written this prayer, and this is a prayer for me too. I believe it's for all of us, men and women. Don't tune out. So let's read this as we close today. God, you know us. You see us past the core of everything that we are and everything that we think we aren't. You see the hidden parts of us. God, this morning, would you speak to our hearts in a way that only you can. Would you bring the flesh and bone of us to life? Let our beating hearts respond to you, calling us to see ourselves reflected in you. God, we respond. Knowing that it's enough to show up bruised and afraid and all messed up because we can come home to you. God, help us to live with open hands, trusting that what is for us will find us, 
What's not meant to be, won't be. Help us to grow, give, dream, and create freely in your supernatural power. God, our answer today is, Lord, I am coming. Amen.